will make our legal department happy. Okay, our rear ends are covered. Okay. This started the recording, so when people start accusing oh. us of things, we've got okay. proof that goodness. Thank wasn't, goodness. wasn't quite as bad as oh. they thought. Uh, so you like your train intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't play the Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, I've got a couple. Of, I got a couple of those that you'd love. I think I've passed on a couple of those. To you. <laughs> uh, those might not be uh, good those for are broadcast. Not appropriate. Those, no, that's inappropriate. No, they might be. Uh, it is Veterans Day, it and is. let me uh, assure you, you're not going to have to listen to me babble all day. We're going to uh, do a little special music um, a little bit later today, uh, a little bit later in the show. So, uh, as a tribute, um, but oh, hang on, <sighs> uh oh, get some paper stuff. Right there. Um, I know that we got uh, information on Bob Reed. Let me pass that along. Um, a lot of folks, I, I don't know too many folks, <laughs> I've been touched by the Reed family in one way or another, but uh, Bob uh, passed away, and there will be uh. Uh, visitation on Friday, November 19th, 3 to 7 at Crossroads Church on North Oak Drive in Plymouth. So also be a memorial service on Saturday at uh, the 20th, 4 p.m. at uh, the Plymouth High School gym. Uh, there will be no visitation prior to that service. And in lieu of flowers, the family would appreciate memorial donations to Crossroads Church in Plymouth. Also, they'd like to, uh, the family requests masks be worn at all services attended. I kind of understand that request. Um, so anyway, just wanted to pass that along. Uh, if you want to pay your respects, the uh, high school gym on November 20th, the uh, service starts at 4. Okay. Um, did you, okay, this happened yesterday. We talked to uh, Jackie Walorski about this a little earlier, the safe haven baby box that's uh, going to be installed or it is installed at the fire department. Have you had a chance to see that? I haven't gone down and actually seen it. I have not either, but I know that, um, it, where is it at? I'm not sure. I think it's on this side of the building. Uh, towards which, the which studio the well you know yeah yeah thanks bob <laughs> thanks bob those in our youtube channel um i'm pointing to my right which is to the south southwest corner, southwest south? corner. uh yes. so that's breaking news from our ace reporter on the street well, Jim we, need to, we need to get you And Jim says it's on the southwest corner. Did you so, see the look on no, his face was, when I said that? He was absolutely <laughs> incensed with both of us on that one. But uh, southwest corner, and you know, I we love you, Jim. <laughs> Once again, he doesn't believe a word of that. He just doesn't. Uh, southwest side. I mean, that's something you hope never has to be used ever. Um, but it's private donations that made it possible. There wasn't a dime of tax money, all privately funded. Uh, the continuing operation of it is privately funded, and basically it boils down to uh, there is a law in the state of Indiana that if you give your baby up at a fire department, there's no questions asked. They take care of that for you. Well, honestly, it's better than... It, 
many of the other alternatives. Ding, 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 ding. You're exactly right there. So uh, if you find yourself in that kind of a situation, uh, single mother or whatever, you don't think you can... Don't, Bad situations, I, I mean... You know, I, I know that... I'm not going to find, you know, I wasn't involved in any of the decisions that happened before the baby. But at the some, at the, there's a certain level of respect in my mind for a woman who says, "Look, I'm not going to be able to raise this child in a way that is positive. I need to let somebody else do that because I want to do that for my child." And I think this gives them an option to do that without. Testing other alternatives. Um, yeah, we won't even have to go there. No. So, um, anyway, that's there. Um, 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 um. This one is so complicated, I can't even get into it. I don't even know what's going on here. The Uh-oh. alleyway. Oh, I read Liberty about Street. that. I have no idea what's going it on It seemed here. like there was a lot of confusion, confusion for everybody, everybody. involved. And I'm... Looking at this, trying to decipher it. It looked like there was some mistakes that were made decades ago, going all the way back to the 1800s. Oh, really? Yeah. Things were different back then, Bob. Just a little bit. We walked to school every day. Yeah, now kids don't walk to school at all. No, they don't. But that is uh, on our webpage, uh, am1050.com, if you want to start to go through it. I know that... You know, I saw even, a lot of comments on Facebook yeah. and regarding is, it. Yeah, uh, some of them were um, perhaps ill-informed, or um, oh, just say it, ill-informed. Ill-informed. Just say it, Bob. Some Come of the, on, yeah. those people on Facebook won't hesitate to say it. Oh, we're going to get attacked now. Go ahead. Oh, don't trigger anybody, Rusty. I don't need to. They're triggered it seems, before they ever honestly, hit the keyboard. It seems like a really complicated it deal. It is. It is. And uh, they but voted. also at the same time not complicated. In, it's complicated in some areas and complicated in not other areas. I can say that the only thing that I can figure out is that there is a uh, request by a resident at uh, South Liberty Street to use a gravel path on city-owned property on the east side of the historic footbridge off East Laporte, which is right where that is, um, as a dedicated alley, that's what she wants it to be deemed, to use that path for access to the rear of Garden Court or Pennsylvania Avenue uh, and to the garages of a couple of homes on Liberty Street. Now, all I can say is that that's the only thing about this that I understand. There became a discussion of like you said 1800s the council dedicated the areas an alley easement 20 years ago the, it was left off the deed i mean there's just a lot of yeah there's a lot of complicated pass on this and the bottom line is that the council voted six to one to table it um i don't know if i should have said ill-informed i, I don't want to be rude I don't care anymore. To <laughs> be honest, I don't care. I know anymore. you have this thing I, with comments right now. Yeah, so. I really, really do. Um, because I believe in civilization. I mean, honestly, I, when when I read through some of the comments, 
I was just like, I don't know what to believe. Right. Obviously, uh, from what I read in the article, now, of course, I wasn't at the city meeting. I haven't been down there to see this myself. I have no reason to go over there and look. Yeah. Although maybe after the show today, I'll head on down there and I'll I'll scope it out. Get some photos, yeah. take some eight by ten color glossy photographs. Oh, maybe I'll a, shake the fence and see if it's sturdy and stuff circles like that. and arrows between uh, each. But I do. I have my own questions, and it sounds like from you know Kathy wrote that article and put it up there. It sounds like uh, everybody was confused. Do. Yes. And honestly, I'm kind of confused too. Exactly. I don't understand what actually happened. It does make me feel at least comfortable that well, the the So what I find the interesting. The council voted to table it so they could figure out just what the you what's know what going is on. going on. Yeah. But I can say that from the picture that I saw on in the article there's a picture in, right. in the article yeah. and when i look at that picture i'm like well that looks like an alley there's yeah. a there's a uh, a manhole cover in the middle of a stretch of pavement that now has a fence on one side and is apparently covered with stuff so they're going to sort it out <laughs> Hopefully. You know, that's beyond our pay grade. I know. Greater minds than ours. I don't know. Maybe I misspoke. I don't think maybe this. I should have said that the comments were ill-informed. No. I don't that's know. fine. I saw something. I don't know where I saw it at, but I don't know. I read something somewhere, and it, it looks like maybe that comment was taken away or something. I don't see it now. Don't know. <laughs> I it's I know odd. we have a we have the most maximum filter for language you can have on Facebook and some of it even gets through with that but uh I swear I saw something and yeah. I I was I don't see it now maybe they took it off that's the only well, way that know. can happen right I thought I saw something and yeah. I, I just don't see it now Well I'm glad that you're not quoting it then Yeah <laughs> cuz that wouldn't stop some yeah. people um, I actually asked you in here because I know that your family has a history of, uh, of service, um, uh, military and I service. If, yeah. Yes. And I wondered if you'd be willing to, to talk about that and, and, you know, their experiences as they've shared them with you. And, and uh, let me put this out there. Nine, three, six, four, zero, nine, six. If you want to call and share a story or whatever, please do so. Uh, we're honoring veterans today. Uh, we're not going to make ill-informed comments. We're just going to, you know. But uh, give us a call, 936-4096. Even if you just want to say thank you to a particular veteran that is in your life or whatever, or you can text it to us, uh, 574-307-6647. Well, I have to say that um, I... Definitely have appreciated through my family. Of course, I never served in the military. Right. Um, But a lot of my family members have Mm -hmm. over the years. Aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, all kinds of people. Right. Served in various capacities and various 
uh, branches of the the armed forces. Now I know your father served in yes Vietnam. My, yeah, my my dad was in the uh, U.S. Army in in Vietnam, first Cav. You ever talked first Cav? Yeah. You ever talk about that? Um. <laughs> dad would, when Dad would talk about his uh, experience over in Vietnam, it was. Uh, how do I put this? It was usually some sort of a number one a humorous story. Now, yeah, how you could find humor yeah. in Vietnam, but Dad used a lot. He used to joke around a lot with uh, with things, and uh, he would he would have either have a humorous story or a story that was it had a, a warning to it. Okay. Which makes sense. Right. And we don't have to get into any of that stuff. But, sure. Uh, really, he didn't talk about it a lot. <coughs> uh, very limited. Uh, but, you know, I, I know that he saw some uh, some serious action right. while he was over there. And I think the way that my, the way that my aunts described it to me, is that you really would have liked to have known your dad before he went to Vietnam. Right. So it was a uh, definitely a life-altering uh, change for him. Sure. And I, I know that for from what they've told me, is, is that it was very life-altering. And, of course, I think that you have that with uh, just about any member of the right. service in any conflict – um through any era right you're going to get those types of stories so i find it fascinating to me too any vet that i've talked to from the vietnam era is very reluctant to really to, if they saw action yeah uh very if, reluctant if they saw if they saw some action it, right it, there's you know and of course a lot how a lot of them were treated when they returned right uh because the that that whole war was not oh no yeah i lived uh, through that i mean you didn't but i lived through no, that as a I, child i i definitely heard about it. i'm i'm not older because of reasons <laughs> my mom <laughs> and dad didn't have kids for yeah. a number of years sure. after they were married uh because of it right and uh there's you know i definitely appreciated what my dad did, what he went right. through. And of course there's a lot of other uh, members of my family that have been in every branch of the armed forces. Now your dad was, I'm assuming Marine Corps. No, or? he was, a, he was in the U S army army. Yep. I wasn't sure how much I know that most of the, well, maybe it was in world war two. I thought most of the fighting was Marines in Vietnam, but there would, be, would have been regular army. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he was a sergeant, um, and I, I do have a few photos uh, of my dad from his <laughs> army days, and uh, I, I actually put one on my uh, Facebook page of him. I don't know who took the picture, but it's of him yelling at somebody, and all, all I can, uh, I'll paraphrase it, but Sergeant Barkus looks looks um, upset. <laughs> Over something. I don't know what he was yelling at. 
or who he was yelling at, but he definitely looked upset. Of course, I had seen that pa- that face personally myself. <laughs> so, well, you know, I get this vision of your dad as the the sergeant in a Full Metal Jacket. That's what I see him as. Well, <laughs> you know, I can I will say this. There was only one time in my life where I actually got to experience uh, Sergeant Barkus. <laughs> and it scared the crap out of me. It did. I think you told me that story, yes. haven't you? Yeah. It, it honestly, I mean, my dad was, yeah, it was it was something else. But let me put it to you this Not way. Not towards me. It was, no, no, we, no, no, no. We no, had no, a situation no, no. that yeah. uh, my dad was able to handle. Yeah. That my brother and I <laughs> just stood back were, and watched in awe. It, we were both, both my brother and I were both like, yes, sir. It was whatever he said. Um, we were. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty clear that this was a serious situation. And this yeah, was a guy who knew into how what to handle it. Yeah. He knew exactly yeah. what to do. Yeah. Um, it was. <laughs> scared the crap out of me i'll never i've got chills right now just thinking about that holy cow well he was a man with a particular set of skills uh yeah (laughs) and it worked (laughs) i I can tell you one thing you definitely don't want to try to burglarize the the barkus no household (laughs) no you don't you don't um you know I, i that particular war, like you said, the way that's got treated when they came back, and you know the, and you know what I think that that is, that's the that, one bad taste everybody has in their mouth over that. My gosh, I, I just those guys were told this is what you do if you're a good citizen of this country. Yeah, they did it's what not like they chose really the had war. A choice. Yeah, they did so. what they told they were told made them a good man. Yeah. And the fact that, well, I just, the fact you can't divorce politics from somebody who has nothing to do with it. This is just a common man trying to live his life. And he's told, hey, you need to go over right. here because that's what good people do. He did his, did what he was asked to do and then comes back and it's like, no, wait a minute. I can, I can say that I, I know that my dad had a very unique experience. Okay. It was... I I heard I've heard enough um, from the family, from what they've told me, and from what he told me, um, that he definitely had. It it was definitely unique. I mean, there there were all kinds of weird things. It was a weird time. Yeah. Um. Now. Tell me if I'm stepping on the wrong end, but did he ever have moments where, I mean, you hear all the horror no. stories of PTSD and no, all that kind of I, stuff. No, I never saw anything like that. Yeah. Um, I never saw anything like that in my life. My well, that, dad was actually more, I would have to say that my dad was probably more of a gentle giant. Okay, yeah. Um, Was real... I mean, he was the jokester. I mean, even at a funeral. I mean, my dad would try to lighten the mood. And uh, 
that was that I and his gift for storytelling. Yeah, <laughs> just mentioned this the other day. Uh, uh, somebody um, somebody was actually out there talking with my brother, and uh, he was like, "Oh, my brother was talking about something. I, I can't remember what it was." And he's like, "Well, what was it? Oh, he was he was moving a uh, a stove or something like right. that." He's like, "Well, what is it? Three thousand pounds or a thousand pounds?" I said, "Well, I said you got to understand." I said, my brother gets that from our, from our dad. I'm like, there might be a slight exaggeration in that story. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that's got to be... Now, I'm sure that he had things that he brought back with him, things that, that you know, meant something um, to him from his service time. Because I know a lot of guys do that. They, they Literally the brought stuff back. Battlefield, you know, they, they do yeah. that. And, you know, I... You know, they're not supposed to, but I can't imagine well, they could. not. They were they were called war trophies. Okay. As a matter of fact, I was going through um, a bunch of stuff, and I I remember I remember telling one of my uncles as we were going through um, a box of my dad's army stuff. I was like, I realized that I'm like, you know, um, the Viet Cong did not give these no, rifles to no, my dad no no they just they didn't just hand them over hey take this back home yeah i don't think that's how it worked <laughs> oh no. uh, you know i i really think that um talk about a different time different era right but every i think every generation is has their own types of stories like that right you know i i have you know currently uh friends and and uh and stuff like that that are in in the military or they are they you know they're out of the military or whatever or my cousins that have um gotten out recently and stuff like that and they've all got they all have stories sure so i mean talk about appreciating the type of pressure and the um gosh how do you describe it i mean it's kind of hard for me to describe right you know like I can remember going down to Fort Benning, Georgia a few years ago. And I remember, I remember going through the infant infantry museum down there and just seeing all of this stuff, you know, the history of army infantry going back to the revolutionary war days. Right. And you look at everything that's in there and you see how many people have, you know, sure. You know, Memorial day, we're memorializing those that sacrificed, gave the ultimate sacrifice right. veterans day, being a celebration of of those who served um and you know made it back but there's there's so much history with that and they're right. really i don't know if everybody quite understands unless you actually go to like a museum like that or have somebody in the family that that has gone through those things uh, i think that there's a, a huge amount of respect for that kind of stuff. Right. And at I, least there should be. And that's one reason why I wanted you to come in, because I don't have that uh, in my family. I know my uh, grandfather served in uh, uh, World War II, but he never saw action overseas. I was talking with uh, one of my cousins this morning, uh, because he put a Veterans Day post up on Facebook, where he was mentioning a bunch of uh, family members. Sorry, Jimmy. Throwing you under the bus right now. Well, they forgot a couple. And, of course, I, I pointed it out right away. <laughs> of course you did. You know, this is 5 o'clock this morning. I'm, 
<laughs> of course he. Uh, but I was I. Hey, you forgot, you know, right. this person or that yeah. person in your post, you know, and thanking them. Well, and it's hard to do in our family because we've had so yeah. many yeah. that have, in fact, actually served. Right. Um. You know, it, it's it's the quite a few. But in doing family history, I do our genealogy and stuff like that in the family. I know that um, my direct ancestors have been in every conflict going back through Revolutionary War times. Sure, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, that is kind of amazing, actually. It is. Um, I, I, Gosh, I'd have to pull it up, actually. Because there was so many aunts and uncles that were um, in various things. I mean, my my uncle Ed, my dad, um, my aunt Jean. Really? Yeah, she she was she in serve? she was in the army. Um, uh, my cousin, my cousin Paul. Um, of course, my cousin Mike. He might be listening right now. <laughs> If he's if he's if he's doing okay, he's he was a little under the weather this week apparently. Right. Um, and then just other all all different kinds of uh, other uncles and everything in the family. But I I mean I can't even possibly remember everybody and all the cousins. Just the number of cousins that have served in various capacities. And in like I said, we've had um, family members in the Marines, the Air Air Force. Uh, nobody in the space force yet. Um, well, it's so young. It's, it's in, so young. in its yeah. infancy. Um, and the army and the Navy and all that kind of good stuff. Um, have, I mean, have you ever, have they talked to you about their service or what? Talk? Yeah. 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 It sometimes, um, I have talked to, I will say this, um, the, the Iraq war was a little, a little different. Yeah. And I talked to, and knowing a, a number of, of people who served during that. And in many cases I was actually, because of the modern computer age that oh, we're yeah. in, yeah. being able to actually talk to a lot of my um, friends and stuff that were over there while it's all going on. And actually having a greater appreciation and understanding of what they were going through. And, you know, I honestly don't know if it actually makes it more difficult on them or not. To be able to communicate yeah. with those back home? I've, I've often yeah. thought about that. I, I yeah. don't know if that actually is more makes it more difficult for them, being able to have that right. daily communication yeah. with, with your friends and family, or if it or if it's beneficial. I don't know. That is a good question. Because obviously throughout the centuries, letters were the only right. way to communicate with family back home. Right. And those, as we know. Or a sporadic phone yeah. call or something like that. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe they should do a study on that. I think it would be worthwhile because, you know, the, the thing is, is that well, a lot of people don't agree with war in general. I don't know many people who don't support those who are fighting it. As I yeah. said before, they're just you and me that are doing what they have been told is their their duty as a, a citizen of the United States. Yeah. And, 
you know, I don't know how you can't support that. But at the same time, you would think that, that the hierarchy would take a look at that and figure out, is it easier on the Because you don't want them to have more stress, for right. God's sake. I mean, they got enough. Um, it would be an interesting I know study. that my dad made a lot of comments on, you know, from his perspective on things that, um, like during during the, uh, the the war on terror, uh, like in Iraq and stuff like that. Sure. And he had questions related to it. And I I can remember some of them being is like he's like I think they're I think they're in the field too long. Okay. Yeah. Like a lot of the PTSD and stuff that people were experiencing, you know, I think they're being deployed for too long. As in on the front line, too right, long. Right. And talk about being in a stressful situation. Um, I, I I don't want to get into any specific details, uh, but friends and family members telling me stuff. Over there, it was just constant stress for them. Right. Yeah. Constantly under like, under threat. Constantly sure. under under some sort of stress. And I that can't be good for you. No. It's not. It's not good. And there and I I know people that are still dealing with it. And quite honestly, I I don't feel I don't feel like maybe the government actually does enough to combat yeah. them. Yeah. I I don't disagree with you and I know that uh you know, I can't imagine anybody having a whole lot more stress than your dad in Vietnam because the the whole strategy of the war was let's send these guys out, let them get shot at, and then we'll know where everybody is. Because you had no idea where anybody was. You know, and the only way say, you could find it out is send somebody else to get somebody out to get shot I, at. I would say that fortunately, um, after my dad passed away, I actually uh, requested his official records sure, and yeah. stuff like that because you can do that. Yeah, as you know, as a son you can request your parents records on sure. you know their military records yeah. and stuff like that and i found it very oddly quiet as in his record was oddly yes. quiet it was like, just no it, it was just about blank and you know that what was going on wasn't blank well that's not what i uh. see from <laughs> And I, I believe, actually, uh, of course, there was a big fire, I think, in St. Louis that burned up a lot of records, military oh, okay. records. Yeah. So a lot of the records were lost. Um, but I, it was very, in, in looking through, like, the, the little, right. it's like I have all these papers, all these forms and everything, and they're just empty. Empty. There's nothing. But they're not redacted. It's not like there was no, black lines. There just wasn't stuff. anything. There just wasn't anything. And it's like... That is kind of weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of strange. Now, do you know where he was stationed in Vietnam? Um, I, they're very limited information in, well, in the documents. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember, I don't remember exactly where. Because I know there were times when they were sending folks where they probably shouldn't have sent them and didn't want them to know i've heard about, about that too that. i've um, i have i've definitely heard about that i've heard some stories related to that um 
but my gosh, just <laughs> see, you know, I, I have an uncle. I don't know a lot about his service either. I mean, my, my grandfather was in the Navy. My uncle, I'm not sure if it was Marines or Air Force. He was in Korea and worked on helicopters. And so I got to tell you, this is really weird that this analogy is made, but when MASH was a television show and everything would revolve around those helicopters coming in and out of the, the, the unit, I always thought, right. you know, my uncle worked on those, you know. So he was part of that, that process of keeping all that stuff going. Um, and that's really the only connection I've got. I don't have anything else other than that. Um, I'm not that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm sure there were other members of my family that served, but right. those are the only two I know. Um, so you've had somebody in pretty much every branch. Yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, my dad was in the army. I've got uh, one of my mom's cousins. He was in the Marines. Uh, I had a cousin that was in the Navy. Well, a couple cousins in the Navy. My grandpa was in the Navy. Um, I got, one of my cousins was uh, um, Mike. He was in the Air Force for a very long time. He actually just retired. So he kind of made ago. a career out yeah, of it. Yeah, he's career Air Force. Weren't you, Mikey? <laughs> and uh, um, he lives here in town. So. Well, if he wants to call, call us. We don't. He will not. No, oh, he won't? No, no, he won't. Mike, 936-4096. Now, did you have anybody in Korea? I mean, well, your dad uh, was in Vietnam. My uncle Ed served. My dad's brother served. Right. Um, I don't know where he served at. I don't know. Maybe he was in the Korean era, but right. I don't know exactly what his service record was. I don't know. Maybe if my cousin Tim is listening, maybe he can call in. See, that was the thing that that is always you know, as a history guy, I was going to teach history one day, and that's why I ended up here on the radio. Um, those two conflicts, more than any, I mean, Korea, they basically tried to pretend like it didn't happen. I mean, everybody yeah. came back and it was like, okay, well, uh, just stay over here and stay quiet. And then Vietnam, they bring them back and they're getting assaulted as they're coming off the plane. I mean, it, it's just been a weird, you had World War II where, you know, there were the parades and everything else. Mm -hmm. But after that, it's been like, we're just trying to keep all this as quiet yeah. as possible and i while i understand the politics of that i still once again um my politics aside i don't know how you can't do something to say to these guys who are just doing what they've been told is the right, right. thing to do some kind of thank you uh, it just baffles me um that anybody could not do And you know what? Way. I don't think that you or I are capable oh, no. of comprehending. No, not at all. Understanding. Not even a little bit. What actually happened. Exactly. Happened to uh, our veterans and what they have been through in their life. But you know what? I think that we have to accept and understand that things happened. We need to appreciate uh, what they did and, and appreciate them now that, especially if we still have them. Yeah. You and know, that's what today is us. for, is those we still right. have. Um, 
And so I, I'm kind of happy to see the community. Um, I know they're probably almost finished with the uh, service over at the high school today. I always thought that was a neat uh, thing they did. And the one thing that always struck me when I was over for, there for that was, uh, and this is a really kind of neat moment, uh, they played all the service branch songs. Um, and then each vet stands up during the playing of, of that particular branch's song. And you can tell it's an emotional moment for these guys. It's something. And, and you know, I guess I don't have friends that I shared that kind of an experience with, which can't even come close to what getting shot at yeah. all the time is. And have them not come back. And, and, you know, that feeling of why was it me instead of them and that kind of thing. I mean, that is... I, uh, I don't think that... I don't think we're qualified to answer not those at all. questions. And I I don't feel qualified. <laughs> you know, I, just find, I was just scrolling through Facebook here. Here's that. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but that that's uh, my young dad, Sergeant oh! Marcus. He looks just like you. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, in a military uniform. And he's in his. Don't read the caption out loud, but you can see what I I wrote on there. He he definitely looked. Um, he's not upset. happy. No, he was not upset about. He he he. No, he wasn't happy about something. Maybe he wasn't happy. I don't about know the... who. I don't know who took that picture, but they may not have gotten out of that with, <laughs> without a few marks uh yeah he does not look like a happy man no at that point. he was not happy um and i understand that you know and the fascinating thing to me is uh, and i know they've got i think it's over at the the uh, museum uh high school a number of years ago uh contacted as many vets as they could find had them come in and they videotaped them yeah telling their stories and two of my favorite books that i've ever read and these are old, old, old books because when I was studying to be a history professor, it was a different era. These were written on stone tablets. Mm. Um, one of them is a book by Studs Terkel called The Good War. And he went through and talked. And basically what these books are is the author turned a, a tape recorder on and tell your story and then just typed it up. There was, there's no filter. No filter. He basically talked to all these World War II vets and just transcribed exactly what they said. And I'm fascinated by that. And then um, there's another one about Vietnam called Everything We Had. Same book. Guy went, got a hold of a bunch of Vietnam vets, sat down with a tape recorder and just transcribed what they told him. And I'm fascinated by how similar the stories are, especially when they're talking about what they were thinking or going through personally as these moments were happening. And that fascinates me that it's, you know, even across eras and wars, what those vets saw on the front line and what they went through is, it transcends even generations. Well, I, I think that that's true uh, because... I know that my dad giving commentary on what was happening in, like in Iraq. Right. Um, he was 
he had he had he made comments about it and in, in from his perspective on things and it is what you're saying is actually accurate uh in talking with those that served over there that i know uh whether they're friends or family or whatever it's what he was saying without even being there he understood right what was going on right what was happening and stuff like that and in some cases he would explain it to me you know as much as he could i mean you know i i'll be like i don't understand why right this he's like well that's because blah 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 right you know he would he would explain it you know not in great detail because obviously he wasn't there but right um but then when i would turn around and talk to some of my friends you know like hey you know this or that and even after they would get out and they would they'd be back home and stuff and uh and talking with them and you could tell a little bit of a difference there was a change yeah um but once again how could you not be changed by an experience I, like I that i think it does I, change you and i i think that that i think that that is the well people need to appreciate right that. i mean the fact that your job is facing life and death every single day that is and i granted to a certain extent that's you know emergency responders firemen they have the same kind of a thing but not yeah. every i mean you get a day's break every now and then these guys are every day they could be killed i mean you know literally what? every minute they could be killed having friends and uh, family that have been involved in like law enforcement too right I, similar it's it's a similar i mean you need to appreciate that that as right. well i mean you don't know you can disagree with let's 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 look at it like this you can disagree with the war all you want right with whatever war that you're talking about you can disagree with it. sure that's your right but to attack individually those yeah, people exactly that are doing their job is is wrong i mean that's just now did just you plain old wrong did you know anybody who went into the service out of high school is there anybody in your class that did that oh yeah um i know that i had a few um i remember asking them you know because uh, we all have to sign up for selective service i did that i had you know back in my day you you had a choice of being a rebel and not doing that oh i didn't rebel i went and i i signed um so I'm still available to be drafted. I, I can uh, think. Uh, <laughs> I can think of two, at least two, from my class that went into the army, and it's all volunteer now. It's not. There's no draft. Uh, it's not like you're going if you're 18, like it was when, just before I was 18. But uh, and you know it's funny. I remember thinking when I was like in junior high. And that was in the Vietnam era, kind of in the back of my head thinking, is this war going to be over before I have to go fight it? I mean, that actually used to go through my head. Is this going to be, is this still going to be going on when they're going to take me over there? And it was kind of a sobering thought in my head. Um, but I had guys in, in, in my graduating class that uh, chose that path as a career. And I'm like, man, what? 
you know, I, I was worried about him. Like, you're going to go over and, and they said, look, it's my job. I know that. You know, don't, don't feel that way. I understand the risk. I, this is, you know, this is the career path I've chosen. And, you know, if they send us in, they send us in. That's, we, we know that when we sign up. It's not, and it goes back to what you were talking about. It's their job. It's what they've decided to do. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't. How, how could you not support them? Yeah, they they need that support, right? Especially from home. Exactly. You know, um, I don't think that they deserve. I I wasn't there during the Vietnam War, um, but from what I've seen, they didn't deserve. No. How they were treated when they came back. And see, I was no always what they did, where they were at, anything. It. The, it was honestly it was easy to attack attack the person they became the face of something people didn't like yeah. and that's not fair no um i was always afraid that they were going to take my dad i mean he was literally still of draft age when i was a little boy so it was you know in the back of my head i'm like is he gonna have to go so you know there was always that um but um yeah, like you said, these guys are doing a, a job that they've either nowadays chosen to do or in those days it was because they were taught that was that was what was right. It was what I'm not gonna say it was right or wrong. I'm saying he made a value choice that was honorable. Why would you be upset with that with them? Yeah. Um I I don't know. I don't know. Well we uh We've gotten to the point where I kind of want, we're going to take a break and then uh, we're going to come back and we're just going to, uh, we're going to play music to, as a tribute to our military forces or to those veterans who've come back. And, um, you go. I want to thank you for coming in and sharing. No problem. Because um, I, mean, I shared what I could. <laughs> Shared what I knew. Yeah. Uh, other than captions about your dad's picture, you yeah. didn't, didn't share that. Uh, but anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, uh, some special tribute music coming up, so stay tuned. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel 